Hey, I'm Karen Cubides, a music-obsessed entrepreneur and educator who calls Music City home. My career started in Boston, where I found my real passion, working behind the scenes in the music industry. I've had the honor of working with elite performers and educators. Consider this your go-to guide for all things healthy, wealthy, and wise. So, get comfy, because we're about to uncover some surefire ways to transform not only your career, but also your life. This is the Musician's Guide Podcast. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide Podcast. My name is Karen and I am your host. Welcome, welcome. I am sitting here with my favorite human, Jen. Hello. And we're going to do another episode on the perspective of a non-musician. And today's topic is anxiety. Social anxiety. Social anxiety. Whoop. How Mm -hmm. fun. So you're going to make it fun for us, right, Jen? Absolutely. To be honest, I feel like sometimes social anxiety is has a negative connotation to it, as in like you just can't handle a social setting. And it's like, no, no, no. You can handle it, but the level of painful that it is, that's called your social anxiety. So yeah. I think just figuring out ways to endure it so that it's not so painful and you don't want to go home as soon as you get there. Yeah, absolutely. Or that you don't cuddle next to the dog at the party because I very much have done that in my life. Yeah, and I think too, like as we're re-entering this new version of our world um there's just a lot of extra added pressure and a lot of things that as a i don't know society we haven't really had to practice like mm-hmm. not being with people and then all of a sudden being back with people and you know oh and God, yes. going back to the office and you know things like that so um i think this is again going to be our own interpretation of this it's going to be um the things that we individually personally do like always consult your therapist your doctor Mm -hmm. um if you need medication that is totally amazing and definitely something that you should look into if it's the right thing for you um we are stigma free here um absolutely with everything these are just tips and tricks yeah from us to you (laughs) i need to not do that why are you singing was that a jingle (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't oh my gosh okay So we kind of went over them before, but some of these are just in general things that you can do for your own mental health. And some of these are very specific, like specific strategies that you can implement. So do you want to go first? Sure. Um, So when I am in a social situation, this could be a photo shoot, a lecture, some kind of performance. um, I don't know, speaking into the camera, just like anything where I am opting to go and attend whether I want to or not. Um, The first thing that I am very aware of and that I like to personally implement is just my body awareness. And that uh, sounds like super annoying. And I feel like you should roll your eyes, Jen, but (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Basically, you guys have heard me talk about the heart hug. I do a lot of that, actually. I very. (laughs) What is a heart hug? I don't know what this is. Oh, you don't listen to my podcast. You grab your left hand, you put it over your heart, and that's a heart hug. That releases oxytocin. It grounds you. It centers you. And it's also just like a posture of love and compassion for yourself. I love that so much. Okay, continue. Yeah. So that is a heart hug, you guys. Um, and yeah, I just, I do a lot of that. I do also a lot of um, grounding work uh, as far as like, I'll have like a ring and it's like a, a focus point. Did I steal one of yours? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell about my body awareness. Fine. I'll just go back to like, I put my hand over my heart. Um, I do a lot of, um, sometimes if I'm struggling to catch my breath, I'll put my left hand over my heart, my right hand um, in my stomach, like lower below my belly button. I just try and get some 
breaths in, some grounding breaths. And for me, it's really helpful to feel like I'm in my body um, and to be able to to try and be grounded through just the fact that I'm alive, I am okay, I'm able to feel and sense and touch. Um, and it does not let me get into my head, where for me is where a lot of my spiraling anxiety can come from. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I also like affirm myself as I'm touching my body, like, <laughs> I think I stole another one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like, okay, so anxiety for me manifests digestively. It's really not attractive and it's literally the freaking worst. Mm-hmm. So I have to touch my stomach and be like, we're okay, we're safe, everything's fine. You're putting good things into your body or even if you didn't, it's okay. Like just, I really have to have very powerful inner dialogue and physically be touching my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it has to more to do with like the catching your breath thing. Like for me, I just... I can't breathe and I just I start to just panic and all the thoughts like linger in my head and I'm just like oh god am I gonna make it of course I'm dramatic too so like (laughs) there's that part of it okay so for me uh this is something that I learned in therapy but you want to pick five things that that are going to ground you and those five things are connected to your senses so again along the lines of what Karen is mentioning of just having body awareness knowing where you are and just kind of feeling your body as well is important i know sometimes we can clench our jaws and not even realize it until someone Mm -hmm. says like hey unclench your jaw and you're like oh no or even just sit up straight put your legs down on the floor with two feet like there's just so many things that our body does without us noticing so the first thing you want to do is um see so like look at something that's going to calm you down so whether that is a color whether that is something pretty that you're looking at if you're on a restaurant whatever it is um something that you hear so hear the sounds that are around you so if somebody's playing at the in the distance what is that? What are they playing? Like, what is that sound? Um, if somebody's tapping, what is that sound? So just like being very aware of the things that you hear. Also, um, smelling something. So whatever you smell, whether you're out in public or you're at home trying to calm yourself down, find a smell that you find pleasant and that's going to kind of ground you and bring you back to, to where you are. Um, the next one would be touch. So touching yourself as in (laughs) your heart hug, your jeans, whatever it is that's going to going to give you that comfort that you need Mm -hmm. and then the last one would be taste so if i'm at a restaurant and the dessert's on the table for some reason eat the dessert first if that's going to help you like ground you or just make you realize the flavors that are going through your mouth and all of these are just a summation of you focusing on something else that is not your anxiety and not your panic and not your negative thoughts or whatever cycle is going through your head so all of these give you an opportunity to experience through different parts of your body um, a different sensation that are going to help mm-hmm. yeah that's super good i love that so much and just really quick aside what's been your experience with therapy Oh, I, I specifically, I was like, please no rapid fire. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's been good. It's been so different. I feel like you've mentioned this in previous episodes, but we grew up in a very um, kind of within our culture. Mental health isn't something that's highlighted or even just talked about. It's not you. It's arguably taboo, but it's also not something that's addressed ever. So I think going into therapy in my like mid-20s, I realized that a lot of the things before that I would do or the coping mechanisms that I had came from a place of first of all, not knowing enough about mental health and subconsciously just presenting anxious behaviors that I just completely was not aware of. So my experience has definitely been one of discovery and of just unlearning and reframing reframing my brain in so many different ways that are going to allow me to not have to 
have such a high pain tolerance for different things and just social situations anxiety all of that like life does not have to be that hard if that makes sense yeah absolutely thank you so much for sharing that i know that's really vulnerable and i think too like as we as we continue talking about anxiety like i i feel like it's important also to say that everybody's experience is different and it, it shows up differently but the common denominator is that you don't have to suffer and you don't have to suffer alone. Mm -hmm. So I think like as you're discovering or maybe some things are resonating, like find a support system, reach out, get, get the the help and, and compassion that you need because it's definitely not casual, easy breezy, you know? Yeah. And it's not common knowledge either. Like I had no idea that I was able to cope with anxiety out in public like I didn't know that was a thing I thought you just had to like go behind closed doors and be like panic you know what I mean yeah um so yeah what is your second one though for strategies um (laughs) this is gonna make me sound really old uh well I'll just preface it with it's it's boundary based so I have because I um I mean I've talked about my adrenal fatigue and (laughs) feel like Sarah McLaughlin with like the dogs like donate it's like such a sob story all the time (laughs) but I mean it in a loving joyous happy way like since I've been experiencing you know adrenal fatigue and recovering from that and you know just really getting to know my nervous system which seems really random I've had to develop really strong boundaries around my time and how I show up in a place and what that looks like so I remember stumbling across this um banner on Etsy (laughs) for like people over 30 that says, please leave by nine, where you just kind of put it in your house and everybody that comes like can see that Mm -hmm. instead of like a happy birthday, it's like, please leave by nine. So I just have very strong boundaries around how much time I can actually spend with people, what social settings look like. And I always have an exit strategy and not so much like, oh, if this is bad, I jump ship in this way, but it's more of like, I will go here for this amount of time. I have this amount of energy. I I am not obligated to stay. I don't owe any of these people anything. Like I just Mm -hmm. have this whole thing that I've rehearsed in my mind even if it's um someone fancy someone famous like an important business opportunity like no no I have to have these parameters and these boundaries so that I can stay safe because even if I'm you know in a dream conversation but then I have a panic attack that's not a dream conversation anymore and that's not going to help me so just making sure that I have solid boundaries around how I enter when I exit and what I actually have the bandwidth to do and that's taken me my whole life to figure out yeah I love that and <laughs> that's that's very true I feel like I'm very guilty of if I don't go to a certain event or if I leave early from an event because I just don't want to be there <laughs> or I just can't handle it I'm always afraid that people are going to be mad at me or that I owe someone something or that somebody got disappointed or whatever it is but in reality it's just my tank of gas in my own body and I I can't do anymore it's on e sorry gotta go yeah so yeah um my second strategy was you said pretty much all of them at the very beginning, but my second one is just breath work. Um, normally in a social situation, if it ever becomes really stressful or something that you feel like you might not be able to manage in that moment, excuse yourself, go to a bathroom, go to whatever, and just do some breath work. Take some deep breaths. You can do it in front of other people too if you want to, but kind of going back to that grounding mentality and giving yourself the affirmations that you need as in like you're safe, everything's going to be okay. Like if it's the end of an event, like we're about to get home maybe coming up with a plan for when you get home that's going to make you really excited so I know sometimes if I'm out I'm like okay like as soon as I get home I'm going to just turn on Netflix put on my favorite show and just grab whatever food it is that I'm looking forward to that's in my pantry 
So just creating those safe environments for yourself inside of your brain are going to help combat those negative thoughts that are also swirling through your brain and causing you to be unsettled in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's super good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like personality style, not to like make everything about the Enneagram, like really can come up too. like thinking about like what you need socially um, to like avoid this anxiety is also really important. Like, you know, you leading with the two, the opinions of others and not letting people down. And, you know, that is really important. So also creating a plan around what's going to make you feel good in order to be able to, you know, put your boundaries up and and be prepared for those settings. So that's that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go into your last one. What is your third one? Yeah. So for me, it's a combination of like rest and nutrition which is sounds so boring. Um, but (laughs) the first thing I'll say too, is, uh, CBD has been a game changer for me. Um, as I was, as I am recovering from my adrenal fatigue, um, there's been situations and settings and whatever, where a little extra help, um, has been really helpful and not in a, um, like this is just my, my form of, of medication in this time. Um, and you know, it's not an always thing. It's not an everyday thing, but it's just an extra tool that I have in my toolbox, um, in case something feels really overwhelming or there's, you know, some pain or, you know, whatever, um, that has really been a game changer. And I used to be like such a snob, or maybe I still am over just like other methods of relaxation and calming and, you know, whatever. Um, I am very much, we were very much raised in the just push through it, just work your way out of... Keep on keeping on. Yes. yes. That was the slogan of our family. Lovingly, because our parents are amazing, but they just did the best they could with what they had. And there was absolutely no mental health training as you're fulfilling the American dream. I also think too, like, absolutely. <laughs> but I also think too, in the like, just the 2000s in general, school systems were just, I don't know, like um, overwhelmed with like bullying and just awful things that created social anxiety within us. And whether you were not directly bullied, like you saw other people being bullied. So you were like, oh no, like that's what's coming. So I, I do think that parents the society in general school systems and every sort of setting that was giving us the tools and strategies to be adults kind of failed us a little bit and i'm really glad that this generation now is more open to that and the conversation is on the table and even just us talking right now about it it's so great yeah no i'm definitely grateful for that um so yeah cbd has been a game changer um and it's been amazing too to kind of be vulnerable and open up about it, you know, even with like my mentors and stuff like that. And there's like actually no stigma, which I thought for a long time there would be like, oh, people are going to think I'm, I don't know, high or like I'm just another person like trying to manage my pain, but I really just need to like, I don't know, figure out my schedule. Like it really isn't just that. So I've really enjoyed like educating myself and, and figuring that part of it out too. But then also setting boundaries around my rest and nutrition. What I mean by that is, I have had to learn what activities take what kind of energy. And I don't know if that's like really obvious for everybody, but I used to think that like coaching on Zoom, doing a photo shoot, talking to someone in person was the same because it was like stuff that I know to do and that I do all the time, but it really isn't. And I think one of the blessings of the pandemic has been that I finally had language for like what Zoom fatigue is. So for me in the social anxiety capacity, like just knowing that if I'm going to like we have a photo shoot coming up and it's going to be a three hour shoot, I can't work that day. Like I just that could that has to be the only activity that day. Mm -hmm. So having rest that, you know, backs that up, but then also making sure that I'm feeling my body with the things that are going to help me 
use my energy appropriately. And I find that when I don't do those things, my anxiety can get really out of control. And it's almost like my responsibility as a part of my job description to rest, eat well, so that I can then perform at the level that I want to and have additional support in case things get thrown my way that I wasn't prepared for or hadn't considered um, so that I can be the best version of myself and not feel like I am out of control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that so so much. I feel like it goes back to that athlete training where we're all our own little versions of our athletes with the jobs that we do and the things that we take on and the responsibilities and all of that. And if you're going to do a hard task, you can't eat in a way that's not going to be beneficial for that. So if I'm going to do a hard workout, if I'm going to go out and run a marathon, like I can't exactly have a salad. Like I need to have something substantial. And same thing goes with rest. Like I can't go into a five hour meeting and where we're going to brainstorm and talk about future plans with two hours of sleep. Like I'm not going to be the best version of myself. So recognizing that and being strict with yourself almost of fueling your body and your mind and all of that to give you the best odds. Back to my, one of my favorite quotes from Jocko Willink, discipline equals freedom. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The more disciplined you are, the more freedom you have stuff to do. And really quick aside, this like rest nutrition CBD segment here um, has really allowed me to have language and to be able to gauge back to that Navy SEAL quote of like, you're not rising to the occasion, you're sinking to the level of your training. I'm able to know like on X amount of sleep, on X diet, on X whatever, I'm able to perform this way. And I just have more information And I'm not so much idolizing the ideal day or the ideal version of myself, but when shit hits the fan, we're still excellent. And that's Mm -hmm. the goal and the intention and the hope that we're not just playing or working or training towards that perfect day that's going to happen once every, you know, millennia, but that we're just really equipped and empowered to consistently live our best days. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that too, you might not notice it, but a lot of like un- tapped or unchecked or unmonitored anxiety eventually leads to burnout like it just it's inevitable yes and your your body tells you before anything else and then your mind starts to just the same way too. just it becomes overwhelming to just exist so i think realizing that is really important my third one because i haven't said mine yet that's right sorry is again just very bare minimum just use a fidget like i know my rings are really helpful karen mentioned this at the beginning but just having a focal point that's not yourself or something else and just it's something on your body is really easy. So if you know that you have social anxiety, just bringing any sort of something that's going to bring you comfort, whether it's like something on your keychain, um, on your like jean pant, whatever you're wearing, um, or even just jewelry is really helpful. So I think using that is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that is super helpful, Jen. And I, I've noticed that too, like by grounding myself with, with like my rings, like I, accidentally alluded to earlier today, um, or just having a place on, on my hands or my arm that I consistently touch almost like a tapping technique, which we can talk about in another episode, um, is really helpful to just kind of get the focus. I also sometimes imagine, and I guess this might make more sense to musicians. I don't know if any of you that are string players or, um, woodwind or people that had buttons, basically non-trombonists here. Sorry. Um, I've had a lot of chamber teachers and, and professors tell me to imagine that each finger has a brain and that it's its own separate entity and kind of focus on that. Um, and I also can implement some of those techniques. Not that I necessarily agree with them pedagogically, but it really helps me get grounded to like move my fingers back and forth and to just kind of imagine um, and fixating on like a fidget, like you were saying, or like one particular thing. Um, but the last thing that I want to leave you all with um, is this 
quote that I heard in my last class for my Enneagram certification that literally rocked my world. Um, one of the, the participants that I was uh, working with said, increase your self-awareness and you get to increase your choices. And I don't know who needs to hear that, not to sound like <laughs> that, but the more you increase your self-awareness, the more choices you have in your life. And that has been one of the biggest blessings of just embracing that I have social anxiety, embracing these techniques and these tips, because I'm able to still thrive in an environment, even though I might sometimes feel like I'm doing the bare minimum, which I know is not true. And it's just part of our performative you know, mindset. But yeah, increasing your self-awareness will allow you to increase your choices. Yeah. I really like that. And I think too, if if you're that person right now that doesn't know if you have anxiety or not, or doesn't like just aren't aware and doesn't have that self-awareness, I think just doing your research too. I feel like TikTok again is just such a good resource. Your for you page does not lie. So if you're yeah. kind of relating to all of these people that are saying like, oh no, like this is this and this is that. And I feel this way. I think it's important to do that because I think there's a whole other thing that goes with it. And we didn't even talk about it today, but just disassociation too mm. is not a good thing. So I think knowing yourself enough and being self-aware enough to to treat and help your own mental stability and your own mental health is is really beneficial and will give you the the advantage yeah absolutely and you know i think this isn't like for a long time i thought it was like oh it's just me like i need to just have more discipline and i won't have anxiety and it's like well no we're in a social construct where we're addicted to our mobile devices you know, we have all of these distractions. I'm addicted to my email. I don't know what the hell I'm waiting to receive, but I'm just like scrolling <laughs> you that won shit. You a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. Like, I literally don't know what I'm waiting for, but I'm addicted to my email and I'm working on that. And, you know, we just have a lot of these distractions and then not to mention the pressure as musicians that we put on ourselves, you know, the pressure you have as an educator right now in the world. Um, I don't know, whatever baggage your parents gave you that you're like, oh, I have to do this by age whatever, or I don't know, any kind of personal shortcomings, any trauma, anything that has happened to you. Like all of these are factors that can contribute to what we're talking about. So it's it's really not your fault. It's not all on you, but it is your responsibility to take care of your mental health. Um, yes. So I think not shaming yourself, but definitely honoring yourself would be the vibe. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, thanks y'all for listening. Like always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We're grateful for all of you. Um, and we're excited to see you all that the summer and this new chapter has to bring. Thanks for being here. Guys.